You're listening to the Questions Hip Hop Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Kantrowitz, and we are back with another episode of intense, thoughtful, and informed discussion on all things hip hop music related. Sometimes this show is the classic trivia format where I'm sitting with a guest and playing trivia with them while interviewing them at the same time. Sometimes it's a making-o-matic episode where we're analyzing albums and seeing how they fare when they get trimmed down to 10 songs. Sometimes it's a can't-knock-the-shuffle episode where I talk to an artist and, you know, we randomly select songs from their catalog and break those apart. And sometimes it's just straight-up talking and conversation, and that's what we call The Answers. And this week's episode is The Answers with my guy Midas the Beast. He just dropped a new album with Planet Asia called And One Rap Shit. We talk about that. We talk about other rappers and their writing styles and methods. We talk about a bunch of things that we've been thinking about and listening to and experiencing lately. Speaking of recent events, The Questions just did our last live event of 2023 at the Beat Junkie Institute of Sound holiday party. Big shout out to DJ Babu and the crew for reaching out. This was our second time doing their holiday party, but it was the first time that they've done it in three years, so it was great to be back in the building, surrounded by some of the nicest and coolest people ever. Shout out to DJ Steve Wonder for holding it down with me, and a big thanks to everyone who I connected with afterwards. There were a lot of listeners of the podcast in the building that night, and I love connecting with the extended questions family in that way. This is where I want to give a shout out to a special section of the Extended Questions family, and that is the Patreon. You can support this show and join the Patreon for $5 a month, but you're getting more than just knowing that you're supporting and doing a good deed. You're getting exclusive bonus content that doesn't make it into the episodes that get published publicly. You get written pieces by me, exclusive audio, video, pictures, playlists, early access to episodes, and much, much more. Hit the link in the show notes or go to patreon.com slash thequestionshiphop. This might be the last show of the year. It might not. It might be. I haven't decided yet, but I will say, just in case, I hope everyone had a great 2023 and that your new year is even better, that you get to experience all the things that you want in life, that you make some great memories with your family, friends, loved ones, and that you contribute something great to the world and the immediate surroundings that you find yourself in, in your day-to-day life. I've got some cool things to announce in the new year, and I look forward to continue to bring you the questions in various forms and iterations. Shout out to the Stony Island audio crew, and shout out to all the supporters and friends of the show. So we're going to get into this episode. You're diving right in mid-conversation as Midas and I are talking about music, which is honestly something we do almost every time that we speak. This was great because contrary to how the podcast feed might indicate, Midas and I actually hadn't recorded one of these podcasts together in quite some time. The Method Man to Cal 2000 Making Omatic episode was recorded way earlier this year. We just put it out recently. Uh, So it was great to connect with Midas. I think you're going to enjoy this episode. It's the answers on the questions. Who did it first? Who did it best? Who did it worst? That's the question. Who rapping there? That remix and what happened when? That's the question. Let me ask you a question. Hmm. And if you ain't know what need 
my guys doing what you need Some answers to the questions To me, like there's a there's a circle of rappers, and then there's like there's certain lyricists that sit outside the box. They sit outside the circle. Willie the Kid sits outside the circle to me. Um, uh, Ito sits outside the circle for me. Uh, Rock sits outside the circle to me, and it's it's because what what they like if you don't write raps i think there's a chance that you can't fully not easily let me not say fully you won't easily understand like kind of the brilliance in what and what they're doing kind of technically you know what i'm saying like willie the kid is 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 doing raps where like like it doesn't rhyme but it does mm. and 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 the metaphor circles under and comes back from over here like he's doing a lot of things where and i think to to a to an untrained ear you're just listening like all right dope beat and he's riding on it it's like yeah but like he's doing shit yeah <laughs> you know what yeah. i'm saying like yeah there's levels and, to it yeah, and and Ito is another one where it's like, yo, he's doing shit. Like if you kinda if if you if you get past this this is what I used to tell uh our mutual friend Conscious all the time. If you yeah. get past ah, it's gun talk. Like if you get past that it's gun talk, you might catch like, wait a minute, he's he's doing all the things. Well you gotta you meet people saying? in where yeah. they're at like in the form you know so it's like okay this is you're not gonna get conscious raps or whatever but like if we're operating in this space then what is he doing in this arena in this yeah. forum I mean yeah. I had like it's funny I was I, we've had conversations about this before but in a similar way complete opposite side of the spectrum I was driving home from a show last night uh, and was playing the new Aesop Rock album and uh, Denise is in the car and she's just like she's listening to a couple of songs she's like I just can't get over how nerdy and awkward he sounds I'm like <laughs> yeah. I'm like I feel you and also like he is incredible and she's like why is he incredible and I said his writing is out of control his breath control and his like the patterns that he flips is crazy and we listened to a couple more songs she's like yeah i just can't get past the voice i was like i'm not even mad at you like, yeah. like that's that's yeah. totally yeah. a thing but like if you if you if you meet him where he is and you're like i'm gonna okay like let me let me let me accept this component of, of this artist it's like it's crazy it's, it's, yeah. it's crazy but you have to be it's obviously there's certain moods for all this stuff you know i'm not gonna put on a certain artist if I'm looking for a different kind of vibe or, or mood, you know, I wouldn't throw I it think, into a I mix. I think something that you're saying that I think is really interesting is the, the key is that it's, it's so many people don't understand how big of an influence whether or not they like the style of something impacts whether or not they think it's good. Right. And like Aesop Rock is not my style, but I understand everything you just said about Aesop Rock and right. and agree with it. Right. <laughs> Breath control crazy, writing is crazy. He 
he uses words that like no one's ever used in raps before. <laughs> All it's crazy time. too. It's crazy too because with him, he's actually evolved as a writer. And this to skeptics, this is not going to sound very promising. It's like, oh, so you're saying the guy that I don't like used to be worse than he is now? But his initials, when he came in, his initial style was more like free word association, sort of abstract. He's really dialed in on storytelling and thematic songwriting in a way that. I never listen to any anything that I don't listen to his first five albums anymore. Like I only listen to 2010 and beyond because he's gotten so good at dialing in and writing about a specific theme and doing something that's way more linear that he still is incorporating the style of of interesting words and interesting ways to do it. But he's got like a song on his new album that's completely about when he was seven years old, he met Mr. T. And that's the whole song is about that. He's got a song on this album about like <laughs> that that he you know he's a visual artist as well and like how he likes to draw pigeons and like that's the whole song. Wow! Like, that, like the whole song is about it. so it's like you know it, who's it, leaning into that energy huh. if 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 you're into this right you know who's doing that like type of who's experiencing that type of evolution right now is Killer Priest. Mm. So yeah. The last like so Killer Priest has kind of evolved into this guy who's putting out like a new album like every three months or four months type shit. There's a lot, there's a lot of new music. And he's almost doing like science fiction albums at this point. hundred percent. Right? It's yeah. a lot of like like he's got a whole song about bees. Yeah. Like and there's a whole project about like different insects. Like Which it's, it's funny because on paper it doesn't seem like a stretch that a Wu Tang guy would do a song about bees. It's like, well, no shit. Well, like, yes. but, yeah, but I, mean, I know yes. what you. He's actually talking about. No, like, like he's actually <laughs> like he's got one. He's got one about ants, and I'm like, <laughs> on, on on the surface level, I'm like, I don't, you know. But if you, again, depending on where you're, there's a there's there's what they're doing, and then there's the style of it, and if you can if you can feel the style. If you can, if you can either feel the style or at least tolerate the style in some cases, you might be you might be uh, set up to experience a uh, a wave of like, oh wow, like this is right. some amazing stuff. But you got to get past the style part of it, and in some cases you can't. Like, I, and I get that, but but I think if you acknowledge that. It, it it allows you to be a little bit of a different listener, but like yeah. Willie the Kid, just to go back, like Willie the Kid and Rock, like I think people like to lump Rock in with like oh you know Rock and Conway and West Side Gun and Benny and just all these people, and it's like Rock's different. Like Rock is so much closer to Doom than he is to the Griselda the guys, other, the other yeah. side. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's he's way over here. Again, subject matter wise, he's closer to them. Right. But 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 strategically, yeah. nah, bro. Nah, bro. And I don't know. I think one day I wanna do I wanna be able to, to talk shop. Like it's one of the things that me and uh Planet Asia actually talk about a lot when we're in the same room and just cause we're like I'm a nerd when it comes to like lyrics. Right. You know what I'm saying? From guys. And PA is like a nerd. Like, he's a real lyric nerd. You know what I'm saying? Like, so we sit down and we talk about lyrics and, and like, some of the 
things that I think I only like catch and shit. Like, yo, you know, this technique. PA will be like, yo, you, you, you people, he did this. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yo, yeah. son, like I thought I was, you know what I mean? So like there's certain guys like when you when you peep their strategies and what they're doing as far as how they're putting words together, it it's it's pretty special. Have you heard the um Elzai Ono album? I haven't listened so, to it yet. I only heard a couple joints. Yeah. Like like maybe two or three joints. But it's funny that you bring this up because uh, my man Millatron was here yesterday and we were talking about um, how, like, so, uh, spoiler alert, um, I did a joint with Ono and Elzai about six months ago. Okay. Um, I did a verse. Uh, ono hit me up and was like, yo, uh, I got a Ono always hits me up with mad mad exclamation points. So there was like a yo with like a thousand exclamation points. And he was like, need you on this joint with Elzai. And I was like, oh, let's let's get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, shout out Elzai, one of the great lyricists of all time. And, you know, I love being on tracks with amazing lyricists. You know what I mean? Like to test my pen and whatever, whatever. So I was really excited about that. So anyway, did the song, song's done, it's fire, it's crazy. Uh, and then, but I didn't know they were working on a project. See, this is, I had no clue. Right. So when the project was announced, I was like, oh shit. Like, cause I, I was under the impression that the joint that I did was for an Ono album. Mm. So then I was like, oh shit, like they're doing an album. Maybe I'm on Fire. it. I'm, I'm on it. I'm thinking I'm on it. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Or at least, or at least most likely I'm on it. You know what I mean? So I, I, uh, I hit O and I was like, yo, the joint is on here. And he's like, nah, the joint's on this, you know, this different project. The deluxe I'm doing. edition. <laughs> yeah, the deluxe edition. <laughs> but he's like, nah, it's on this, it's, it's on this, uh, it's on our own album. Like, he, like he originally had told me it was, he's got, he's going to have a new album coming out where he's doing all the production or whatever oh, like cool. that. So he was like, nah, it's on, it's on, it's on my next album. But that, the, the, oh shit, am I on it? Uh, kind of opened me up to be like, oh shit, like, let me, let me, you know, whatever. Cause he hadn't hit me right back. So I, uh, I, I checked out a couple of joints or whatever like that. And I was like, damn, I'm not, I'm not on here. Um, yeah. but with that being said, uh, I was, I was a psychopath, bro. He's so amazing. And me and Militron were talking yesterday about it because like technically what I hear from Elzai from a technical standpoint is like his, like the way he writes, and this is all in my, my opinion, but the way that he writes, like he, he, he does the same thing technically pretty much all the, like he doesn't really stray from his formula much. Sure. Sure. As far as like he's got a way that he writes and he writes that way, right? But the but the level that that formula is at <laughs> he executes in like the top like the 99th percentile on it. Yeah. It's like it, so for instance, right? Like uh Wordsworth. Like Wordsworth is a, is an amazing lyricist, right? Yes. But like yes. Wordsworth has a ste. Like it there's or like Benny. Benny right. has a ste, right? Like Benny has a steed. Like there's a there's a way Benny writes. Like I can kind of hear it in every verse. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That doesn't take away from the fact just because you've got a, a formula or a steed that you do it at the at the highest fucking level 
at the upper echelon. So like that's kind of where I, when I hear Elzai from a from a competitive standpoint, I'm like, I I want to say, man, but he's just doing the same thing every time. Right, right, right. But I can't because the thing that he's doing is at God level. Uh, yeah, who who else can do that? Where else are you gonna get that from? If you could do it, wouldn't you? Every time I would do it. You know what I'm saying? If I settled into being able to write a perfect rap, right? And that's kind of so. That's kind of what I'm saying. Like even with like Wordsworth, like Wordsworth and Elza, like they've they've settled into. Oh, I I figured out how to write a perfect rap, and they're just gonna write a perfect rap every time they write. Right. Yeah. So that's they're crazy. they're both amazing, bro. Like Elza. He does the he does the black thought thing by the way. I discovered this yesterday. He does the black thought thing where like so black Th black thought does that thing where he says um, uh a word that has multi multiple syllables in it. Yeah. And like he but the way he breaks down the syllable in the one word allows it to rhyme differently or rhyme with something else that it wasn't going to rhyme with if you would have just said it correctly. Right, right, right. So Elzai does a similar thing, not so much with the syllables in one word, but like he'll use he'll use a uh he'll use like two words and he'll separate them where they probably should have been together. He'll separate it so that the second word starts something else. Right. right. In a way that that you wouldn't have did it that way. It, it's it's fucking genius level writing shit. You know what I'm saying? I was listening to Black Thought yesterday, and he said, um, he said, literature. Yeah. Yeah, I know what on, you're talking on, about. On, on the Benny joint. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that's not how you say that word, bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you, but that's ill. Like, it's not an incorrect way to say the word. Yeah, it's just the mastery of the language to make, <laughs> to bend the words to do what you want them to do. I went to, uh, to his uh, book event at uh, USC. He had like a book signing um, and like sort of Q&A there at, uh, at the campus of USC. Uh, and he was talking about his book, which I read uh, earlier this month, um, which is really good. I like he's he's as great as he is, is as a rapper. He is equally as evocative as just a writer to read his his recollection of his life it's interesting it's one of those books where it's a memoir the book basically ends right before the roots sign a record deal so it's really just about his formative years and all of the sort of pivotal moments in his childhood and adolescence mm. that like shaped him and turned him into who he is um so I was talking about this on the Patreon. Uh, Which is great that, because it sets him up for a second book. Totally. Absolutely it does. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, for I, I feel like I'm sure it's bound to disappoint some people if they want. Like, oh, what was it like when you were doing, you know, yeah, you can listen to yeah. the Questlove podcast right now yeah, if, you, if right. you want to do that. With, but, uh, they're doing it right now. They're yeah, with Open Mike Eagle. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, it was, it was just really interesting. And also, it, this isn't like totally new because he sort of leaked some of these elements out, but... The guy had an exceptionally challenging life. Like for for somebody, that, so so many other artists that can be used as subject matter for their lyrics and their songs, and he basically never or has rarely talked about those things on Wax. He's he had like a nightmarish childhood in life. So it's interesting to hear him talk about that with such vivid detail and such interesting, you know, descriptive language. 
Um, this is my endorsement of the book. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The holidays are coming up. And I got to slide him a copy of the questions game uh, uh, afterwards. I, I was backstage and I handed it to him. And I have such like uh, PTSD from doing shows and being at shows where someone hands a demo and knowing that sometimes when you would hand somebody like a CDR back in the day, it may it might not leave that room. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I handed him the thing, and but I watched him put it into his bag and zip the bag <laughs> up. And I was like, all right, this is either this is a very elaborate ruse, and then later he's gonna take it out of the bag and leave it in here. But he took it. I was like, all right, this this feels this feels good that he's actually going you know, to look at this. What's interesting that you say about that is I was thinking about this the other day, the concept of like, okay, that feeling that you had of like, is he going to put it in his bag? Is he going to keep it? Like, he, you know, <laughs> like, it's super funny, like the dynamics of like, when, you, when you're a star or you're exalted in some way and like the effect that you, like, the impact and effect that you can have on somebody's like, like, oh my God, I might, I might be noticed by you type of energy, which is right. funny because I think we are, you and I, you probably <clears throat> um, in some cases unbeknownst, but there are people who are looking at you the same way. Like rolling you're, my you're, eyes right now. Listen, you're the guy. You're the you're the questions guy. You're a you're a somebody in this <laughs> motherfucker, and like there's gonna be people who are like, man, I really wish I could do or get involved in X that you are already excelling in, mm. and you're gonna meet these people at an event. Somebody's gonna be like, yo, I really love the game, and you know, here's my card, or here's yo, I, I here's my Twitter. Can I get a follow? And then you take the card and you're like, yeah, no doubt. And then they're like, is he going to drop it? <laughs> or is he going to keep it? You know what I mean? Like, it's funny to move into those spaces. And yeah, it's all really just predicated on how many repetitions do you have in the thing that you're doing? Because I, I understand objectively how what you're saying might be true. That doesn't really make sense to me because obviously I don't hold myself in the same echelon as a black thought. But I would say that I have done a, a very specific thing just as he has done some very specific things a lot of times to the point where, I mean, again, this... You you can do it. <laughs> like, like we, we can all do these things. Just find the thing that you are good just, at doing, just, and then just yeah. do it. Do it a lot, and then you know you'll eventually make another grown man feel uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the thing is, you aren't. You don't feel like you're doing anything special because you're doing the thing that you just do. Right. So like, I'm sure like Black Thought every day somebody's running up to him going, "You're the greatest rapper of all time." Right. And to him, he's like. You know, it's just writing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not... Like, for me, right, from a way under Black Thought level, people, you know, I get... People talk to me all the time, like, yo, you're shit. And I just be like... It's really not special. Not to, to me. To me. Like, I go, it's really not special, bro. Like, no, hold on, no. I, I, I don't believe that. Just in the same way that I, I think you and Black Thought must, to some degree, believe and think that you are fucking great okay 
I think that I'm really good at rapping, right? But I think I think I'm really good at rapping relative to everybody else that I hear rapping, right? But the thing that I am doing like in a vacuum just to myself, it it feels so normal and regular mm. that it doesn't feel special to me. Like I just be, could do it, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think I've been doing it for so long that it's gotten past, and there's so many, like, there's so much evidence of doing it well that doing it well doesn't seem special to me, to me. It's just like, this is what I do on Tuesday, bro. Like, I just sit down, fucking write the raps, they come out, they're crazy, and then, like, that's what it is. But it doesn't feel, it, it's, it doesn't, it's not hard to me, so I can't like relate with like people being like, yo, you're doing something crazy. It's like, yeah, I'm, it kind of takes me like seven minutes, you know? Like, it, <laughs> but, it, but it, do you believe, that. but do you believe that if you were put into a room with like 10 randomly selected <clears throat> other people on the planet who profess that they are rappers and they record and they perform, if you put them in the room, do you think, would you be surprised if you, if the consensus afterwards was, Midas was the best one, whether it was maybe you want to lean performance or maybe you want to lean into just like listening to a song from all 10 artists. Would you be surprised if the consensus was, oh, this was the top. This was the 1%. What you did? No, definitely wouldn't be surprised. But but again, that's because, like I was saying, in in compare like in comparison to other to other writers, I I do feel like I do something special. In a vacuum, just when you're talking to me about me with just me, I, I, it's kind of like, and that's kind of where I feel like, I feel like Black Thought's probably like, motherfucker, I just write raps. Like, it's not crazy. Like, I can sit here, write 16 bars and walk out the house. Like, it's like, right. but you have to understand that to everybody else, you're Michael Jordan. But like, Michael Jordan's probably not feeling like Michael Jordan just amongst in his own body like because it's just what you do all the time you know what I mean like it's it's muscle memory it's simple you know I don't know like I feel like I feel like I feel like whenever you reach a certain level of artistry like if you look at somebody like I don't know like uh, Basquiat right like he probably just like you know like I'm just, yeah. I'm just, I'm just painting, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, just like everybody else is painting. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We're in the episode now, right? Like, I, I thought we were doing like a pre-roll. This was either a crazy pre-roll yeah, or we'll, we'll have to figure out where we want to start it at. But yeah, we're, yeah, we're just running in. All right. Well, we're I think that's a good, uh, that's a good segue to talk about the Planet Asia album. Uh, talking about your craft. Talking about that, and and you hit me the other morning that you know telling me that you were getting a lot of crazy attention on this, uh, that it definitely is moving the needle a little bit more. Um, what uh, you know, I didn't prep for an interview here. I just thought I was going to talk to you. But now, now I find myself <laughs> slipping into my interview mode. But like, what's what's the feedback? What's the so tell experience me about been your like? childhood when you were yeah. Um, but don't talk about your career. Just cut it off right before your career. <laughs> Nah, no, the I mean, album yeah. the album is dope. It's um it's a ill uh it's just it's just it's just dope, man. And it's again, like I'm I find myself fascinated lately with like what is presented versus what was created. 
Right. If that we're talking about sense. and one rapture, that's the name of the album. Since we yes. didn't say that yet, Planet Asia, Midas the Beast collaborative album. Yeah. Uh, what is presented versus what was created, and like, you know, people just don't get to see how to how to how the meal is made. They only get the meal, right? So like, even like for you, for instance, like you know, you 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 put you put out the questions game. Yeah. Motherfuckers didn't see the house that the sticky notes were all around and <laughs> right. they didn't see the Google doc and the people you hit up and the conversations you were had, like they, they get the game. Right. You know, and it's, 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 it's just funny to me because when you're the creator of something, there's usually, I mean, and you tell me too, like, but there's usually like a little bit of a disassociation with the final product. <laughs> I hate every, well, I don't want to say I hate, but I just don't love anything by the time it's actually done. That might be more of a personal uh, slant or personality quirk, but I think that for me, and maybe you relate to this too, my most cherished moment is when I'm making it and when it's still fresh, like cookies right out the oven. And then typically by the time it is refined and then released and then put out, it just feels like it feels like it feels like the dynamic of having somebody who you're actively still best friends with versus looking and seeing somebody that oh yeah i used to I, talk I, to yeah. this guy <laughs> you know we were friends and i haven't talked to him in a year and uh oh yeah like we had good times i feel i don't i, I but i don't feel anything in, internally you know what i mean it, it's it's interesting because like with this album and honestly i've been doing this a, a lot with albums and I'm starting to believe that it's on one hand I think it's good for me but on the other hand it's not which is I immediately disassociate with an album and I don't listen to it right so the struggle with that is I don't learn any of the songs and it's really difficult for me to perform them because I don't <laughs> know them right yeah. so like the only time I ever listen to my music is when I'm amongst friends and I'm letting you hear it. Like, right, right. yo, check this out. And then I play it for you. But in my regular life, I don't pull that shit up. I never hear it. So like, this Planet Asia album has a, a long history. It's a, you know, this is a, it just came out last week, but it's it's been finished for, like finished, mixed, mastered and everything probably since June. And it was written and recorded two years ago. Wow. So this is, you know, it just came out, but it's it's an old record. Like I've written two albums since then. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was almost like a, it's like a, it's like this little blip. It's like an island off the coast. Like we're flying from, from New York to London and there's an island that we, that we flew past. And then we actually decided to stop there and we stopped and got yeah. like some, we got some like food there and then we got back in the plane and, and, and kept it going. And then remember that island that we stopped at? Like that was kind of fun, you know? That's yeah. kind of like what, what, the, what this album was. It was like this, and, and, and part of that's cause we did it in a weekend. Like we did the album, I want to say we did the, we, and, and, and even doing the album, it wasn't a plan to do the album. So he, he was in town, we were doing a show and whenever he's in town, we, we record typically. So he, you know, he was, in, he was here, 
he was sitting right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the spot that he typically sits in when we were, you know. And I pulled up, I pulled up something, and uh, he was like, "Yeah." So we did that. I think it was the uh, the and one the the, the single. I, I pulled that beat up, and he was like, "Yeah, that's hard." And we came up with the idea, and he was like, "Yo, we need to do a whole album from this shit." Mm. I was like, "I mean, whatever." So then, Sharper's here. We just started, you know pulling beats out and and going and um we did the bulk of it i would say there's 12 tracks on there i would say 10 i would say nine of the tracks we did that weekend recorded or written yeah written and recorded yeah we did it we did it that weekend we did between between friday and sunday we did the nine the nine joints the last couple of joints um, like the joint with terminology, we did the joint with terminology a year later, uh, when Asia came back and terminology was also in town. Mm. We did we did that one, and then um, the joint with Al lyrics, uh, the Ball Hogs joint, um, was the last song that got finished. So Asia randomly called me one day and was like, "Yo, you know Al? Like you you got a joint with Al, right?" And I'm like, uh, "Yeah, the the Blue Note joint." And I'm like, uh, yeah. He goes, yeah, we need to get AL on this shit. This was mad random. I've never had one conversation with Planet Asia about AL, ever. Right. Wow. There was no, just I don't know. The phone just rang. Yo, you know AL? We should do something with him. Get him on the album. I'm like, all right. So um, hit up AL. We, there was no song. So I had I had this Zar beat. It's a great beat. This. It's a great beat. Yo, so a lot of those beats, I had, I just had them on my computer. You know what I'm saying? It's like they were just on my computer. So that Zar beat was on my computer. It's been on my computer for right. probably six or seven years. Wow. I'm assuming. Wow. So that that beat was sitting there, and I was just like, ah, let me find a beat. Let me find a beat. So I was going through, and I was like, ah, okay. So um, I wrote a verse to that beat. Came up with the idea. Wrote the verse. Wrote the hook. Sent it to Al. Al wrote a verse, mind you. All this happens with no with no Planet Asia, right? So for like six or seven months, that song was just me and Al, and I had sent it to Asia. I'm not even sure he had listened to it <laughs> or, or anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but then the next time that I was in LA, I was like, "Yo, we got to finish this the the Ball Hogs joint." He's like, what, what, what joint? And I was like, the joint with AL. He's like, oh, all right. So uh, put put that shit on. Yo, this nigga Asia, again, Wordsworth, Elzai, Black Thought. This nigga's a savant. You know what I mean? He's a master of his craft. Can do it in autopilot. I, I got, yeah. yeah I, I got a little clip of him writing uh, Ball Hogs that I'm, oh, I'm wow. going to post on uh, IG that I had just found. Bro, the beat comes on. We was at Dirty Dig Studio. The beat comes on. And he's like, cause it was it's 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 so it's it's work, you know what I mean? Like for him, he's a professional, you know what I'm saying? Like a professional rapper. The, I was like, yo, I need you to you gotta lay the verse for the AL joint. Like we gotta finish that. He's like, all right. He's like, yo, play the joint, play it. He's like, he's listening. He's like, okay. Then he's like, I right, put the beat on. This nigga sits there for like ten minutes, fifteen minutes. He's just uh, he's like, all right, I'm ready. Lays the verse. Done. 
You know what I'm saying? Like it's just it's just not like he just comes up with crazy shit out of nowhere and then the song got finished. So that was the that was the last thing um that we did. And then uh, you know, it got put together, but it was funny, like I said, the the album was such a random kind of afterthought in its creation. Like yeah. it wasn't creatively, it wasn't that imp it wasn't a big undertaking toiled over you know sort of it wasn't thought over. about super yeah. heavy it wasn't like i wasn't thinking about it he wasn't thinking about he yeah. certainly wasn't thinking about it and i i very barely was thinking about it um you know once i got to a place where i was like all right we need to get it ready to come out you know i went in there and organized it and put it all together or whatever and got it off to get to get mixed but it's just like when I when I create an album, I'm sure that when he creates an album, you're usually like you're really thinking about everything yeah. and da, 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 da. and that just wasn't the case. It was just like all right, we laid these raps and. Well, I think the way that that music and bitch. culture, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the way the way that music and culture and information moves so fast now and everything is so it's here and then there's new things. It maybe it makes more sense for that to sort of be the model of. Not to say that things can't still be thoughtfully and meticulously sort of uh, developed, but I think there is a good argument for a model where you're just capturing a moment in time and then setting That's it That's what free. it was. And I, I was surprised, <coughs> I might have told you this, when I saw Fonte in LA a couple uh, months back, uh, they had just released the music video for the little brother. They put out the little uh, two song single with the conductor song and the other Conductor. Track. Conductor. Um, we're going to talk about him probably in, yeah. in a little bit too. Um, but I was like, yeah, that was great. You know, I, I love it. Like, you know, it's so cool to hear this like kind of, you know, new music from, from you, uh, both. And it just feels fresh. He's like, bro, we recorded those songs three weeks ago. I was what? He's like, yeah, we recorded them. We mixed them. We shot a video real quick and put the all within a month span. And that just feels so revolutionary for people. I think for so many listeners or artists or anybody who remembers physical distribution and physical manufacturing already put a bit of a longer stretch yeah. on the calendar for these things. And then yeah. the model was just that you don't put out things without having thought. It almost, there's a, there's a connotation I think that we all are collectively unlearning that just because you don't stress yourself out thinking and overthinking and overthinking about it doesn't mean that you don't care about it it's just right. you're letting it do its thing you're letting it you're letting it live its life and going back to our black thought thing it's like once you become a master of your craft it's just muscle memory like you just do it so like it's not crazy that fonte and them like that's what they do they're rappers like right. It, this would be crazy if my mom sat down and wrote a song and put it out in three weeks. Like that's not what she. Do, but that's what they. Your do. mom's a fucking terrible rapper. She's, a, no she's not a great rapper. But uh, the fact that like it's funny because it's it's what it's what I do. It's muscle. It's muscle memory. It's what Planet Asia does. Like I was telling somebody the other day, I started writing raps when I was eleven. Right. I don't know how to not write raps. Right. I, it's it's harder for me to not write a rap than it is to write a rap. Like I've been doing it. <laughs> my whole life right at this point save 11 years i mean save the 11 years before or the 10 years before so like writing a rap is 
it it doesn't take it, it doesn't take a lot out of me. It doesn't take and when people hear <clears throat> the album, the response that I've gotten has been funny for me because it's like, yo, this is meticulously crafted and I really love the way it's put together and you know, hey. like that and I'm just like we it was it was barely put together. <laughs> I wonder sometimes when I hear terms like that if they're just people taking very top of their intelligence synonyms for just saying I like it. Like it's good. It's good, but but those are things that we hear so much. Yo, the project was really cohesive. Like, yeah. Like, cohesive became the tagline that, that yeah. everybody was dropping to describe everything. Just like in the early two thousands when the production was good, it was lush production. It, yeah, but yeah, it, it yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Just say you like it. Or, or, just or say, maybe just say you like maybe, it. maybe they do see something. And that that's what's interesting too, is that as the listener, they may have a vantage point to it where they are seeing it from a different perspective where to them it does seem as though it's meticulously crafted but that's i guess why, there's no right why, or wrong that's why i'm saying like it's just it's very strange I, I think this conversation that we're having is a lot about art but then there's the the giver and the receiver of yeah. the art right and like from a perspective standpoint i'm fascinated by the experience of the receiver versus the experience of the creator. Right. Like, to me, there's an interesting through line between, like, the experience over here and the experience over here. And, like, for instance, right, <laughs> there's an album that I can put my whole life and soul into and there's 10,000 stories about how I put it together and what I went through and blah, 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 blah. And the experience for the listener might be, yeah, that was a good part, it was cool, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, there's everything in this, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Every line has a has a date and a, and a time and like a thing. And it's like, that might not move the, the energy of the receiver. Right, and you really, it, it behooves you to come to peace with that contrast that exists, otherwise, you're gonna be mad. You're you're gonna be mad or upset or heartbroken that it wasn't received in the way that oh you intended, or you have an almost flippant reaction to doing something that wasn't as toiled over, and they're like oh it's so amazingly crafted. You're like fuck you. You don't like <laughs> wrong, but it's not really a right or wrong. You kind of have to come to peace with the fact that like you said, there are two parallel experiences yeah. with the creator yeah. and the receiver. I've learned to I've learned to disassociate from uh and that, that's what I was saying I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing but I, I've learned to disassociate from my creation hmm. like it's I made it and then like so I was it was funny I was listening to Drink Champs and you know Nori <laughs> Drink Champs is funny because Nori just asked the same four questions in every every <laughs> episode every Yo, so who would you want to go on a versus against? You know, and then uh, a question that is the the expiration date is, is done. Know, no it's disrespect, over. but you know, I just feel like we there's got to be another angle to to hit. Those. There's no more verses. You know right. what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, yo, so who would you want to go on a versus against? And it, what's funny is that he asked everybody this, and not everybody should be in a versus, right? <laughs> uh, which I think is funny too. Like, Nori says one of the one of the four questions that he asks all the time 
is uh do you like do you like performing what is it that he says do you hold on i'm getting a call stop 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 it's it's like performing through my versus recording no i don't hear it so that's good. Oh, okay but yeah. uh it's it's the I think it's do you like performing or do you like like making it? I yeah. think it's a, like kind of like the question that he asks. Um, and it's funny because I think for me, all the juice, all the juice is in making it. But once it's made, it's like it's like it's like you're gonna make it's like you're gonna make big ziti. Yeah. And you get all the the pheromones from making the big ziti, but you don't really care about eating the big ziti. <laughs> like, and there's there's a lot of chefs. Like, that's kind of like being a chef. Like a right. chef doesn't eat the food. Right. The chef just makes the food. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of where like I kind of sit is like I get all the juice from making the food. Once the food is made. I'm disassociated already. Like, I could count on my hands how many times, how many times I've listened to AU, or how many times I've listened to Sidewalk. Like, I don't listen to them. It's, I make right. it, and then I'm already trying to get my juice by making the next thing. <laughs> like, particularly uh, because you listen to something numerous times when you're making it, and in the process of finishing it, it's just it's not realistic to feel like you're going to be able to relate to it in the way that somebody who's hearing it for the first time is going to, it's like, I've already, I've, I've seen this grow and I've, I've been listening to it more than a person would normally listen to a song. You know yeah, what I mean? For sure. For sure. But so with that being said, going back to this planet Asia album, like it was, but, but the fun, the fun part about it though, is that I actually more so than like almost any other project didn't, didn't, listen much to it even in the creation like we literally just laid the verses and then i i got everything prepared for mixing like it was there was really no so now this is probably the first album that i've ever put out that i hear like this is like a new album to me too you know yeah. what i'm saying i'm i'm almost blurring the lines between the creator and the fan i'm getting to hear it almost from the fan perspective Cause like I almost never heard it, <laughs> you mm. know what I'm saying? So like, I'm getting an experience that's kind of ill because like I'm rapping, but like I don't even remember rapping on this shit. Like, that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's kind like, of the best, yeah. It's it's dope, man. So with that being said, it's a fun record. It's a it's you know I I think our goal when we when we first were sitting there, I'm like, yeah, hey, we should do a whole project. The idea was like, there's a certain there's a certain like ilk of 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 quote unquote super MC or super rhymers, and I mean there's a there's a bunch of them in that, but there's a certain ilk, and like we were like we're at the top of that class, you know, running with the bulls for whoever the bulls are, you know what I'm saying? Whoever you want to say like this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, these guys are all great, but like we right up there too, like we running with them too, like we can hang out too, we could going to your earlier point we could be in that room and on any given day have the best verse or or in the running for the best verse of whatever and we just wanted to do a whole record of that right you know what i'm saying like yo let's just rap real crazy like 
do all the things, you know, and it's easy to do it when you're writing a, a, <clears throat> a rap album <clears throat> you with a guy, yeah, with a guy who is one of the best rappers of all time, right? And then like vice versa, like he, like he, he told me he's like, yo, it's it's so easy to write with you because, like, I know I gotta rap crazy, right? You know what I'm saying? And and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I gotta write my best verse every every single time because you're gonna, I know you're gonna do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, so you guys I are motivating each you. other. You guys are you guys are keeping each other on point. Yeah. So and then you know we we did you know all the production was handled by by my guys. You know what I'm saying? My 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 pretty much my my normal team of producers. Uh, Delhi and Sharp Sharp was here for most of it. Yeah. Um, Sharp was put, making beats on the spot in some cases. Um, you know, one of the joints got with Dirty Digs. We was a joint that we did in L.A. Uh, yeah. With Montage. And then all the tri-state features uh, were like the very last things added. When I was looking at the album, I was like, yeah, we could probably, like this song feels unfinished. Like, right, uh, right. Let me call tri-state. Tri-state was like the, there was like a joint that we had on there that was like, there's a whole story with it that I'm not actually gonna get into on, on the pod, but we were, me and Asia were talking about cutting the song from the album because of whatever. And he was like, Yo, just call Tri-State. Like, just, just, like everything, like Tri-State was the bad name for all things. Just put, just call Tri-State. Put Tri-State on it. Like yeah. a good neighbor, Tri-State Tri is here. Tri-State is there. <laughs> and he comes in and does it. So I'm really excited about the record, man. It's doing well. It's getting, it's making, it's making some noise. You're getting and, shout outs um, from Will I Am on Instagram, you know. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, some, some light, you know, but yeah, it's, it's really dope. And I'm just excited to see you know what it continues to do and then me and asia about to lock back in and do the next one like that's coming crazy soon. so crazy that's that's what's going on with that so yeah real dope and look the last six months of the year i mean this year has probably been my most my most prolific uh release year probably ever mm. uh if i really think about it because i usually put a project out a year more or less this year, there's four things. There's right. uh, Devil's Playground in February. There's Last of the Mohicans in October. Um, there's 48 Hours in November. And then there's this album in December. And then, of course, there's a bunch of features and you know other things out there this year, too. Um, so this was, a, this was a pretty busy uh, release year. And I'm looking at... Which which is super funny because I planned for it to be busier. Mm. Uh, so what that really means is there's there's three things that I planned on releasing this this in 2023 that are finished that didn't get released in 2023 that will be released in 2024. Yeah. In addition to anything I create anything for 2024. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's crazy. It's it's it's, it's, a, it's a good place to be at. Hey, quick commercial break. It's the holiday season, and if you have a hip-hop head in your life, or maybe you are a hip-hop head and you just want to gift something for yourself, I have a great suggestion for you. The Questions Hip-Hop Trivia Game is a 300-card deck featuring hip-hop trivia written by me that is bound to be the delight at your next holiday party, social gathering, or just playing at the crib by yourself. It, there's... 
a whole gamut of questions in this game. Everything from Migos to Company Flow, stuff that maybe your friend who only listens to rap on the radio might know about, and that your most Jansport-clutching, die-hard record nerd is going to get excited about. It's got amazing work by some graphic artists, including Frank William Miller Jr., who designed the awesome box. You can hit the link in the show notes to order your copy today. And if you happen to buy it on Amazon, please leave a review on the page so that more people can discover my game that I spent many years working on. All right, back to the show. I think now is the time for, you know, an extreme level of 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 just content. You know, I'm trying to play the content game like everybody else is trying to play the content game. But what I've realized is my best content is rapping. Right. <laughs> like that's, which is a weird content because like you would, you would, you would think that rapping as a content is like probably a harder content to have quantity, but not for me. <laughs> you know what right. I'm saying? Like that's my best content. I can do it in seconds. Well, then it just becomes, how are you like framing it? How are you presenting it? What's the, what's the angle? Yeah. A hundred percent. Coming up with 100%. creative ways to showcase that. Yeah. Hey, so right quick, man. Like, isn't it sad that we can't do our Diddy episode? Uh, yeah, yeah. On, on a whole other tip, I thought it was a good episode. It was a good episode. So we did a making Matic uh, episode <laughs> uh, about Puff Daddy's No Way Out album, and we usually this this isn't revealing much, but just you know how the sausage is made. Sometimes we backlog these things. Sometimes yeah. it's I, like, for instance, what we're recording now. Yeah, we should have we should have put it out right. We should have put it, it out immediately. <laughs> but but here's the problem: we're not operating in the space that anyone that we talk about might be transformed into a public figure monster due to allegations of you know sexual assault and just overall shitty human beingness. So I sat on it because we were, I, I was traveling so much uh, in like the third and fourth quarter of the year. I was like, okay, we have this, I'll put it out later, figuring out when, when we're gonna drop these things. And that was uncharacteristically long. Usually things don't sort of sit in the incubator so much. So by the time when I got back, you know, I went in, in September and October, I went to Japan, New York, Jersey, and Colorado, all within like a four week span. So I just took time off from doing the podcast and I knew when we got back, I was gonna have the live recordings that I did in New York with the shows I did with Don Will and what I did with Top Shelf uh, at, at his store. And then I knew we would have some of these making Elmatic ones, which was the Method Man episode that we did, yep. which is getting yep. a lot of great feedback. I literally yep. just got a tweet just now from somebody responding to something we said on one of the episodes, the Method Man episode, and then the the Diddy episode. And when you know, I'm just grateful that I didn't start editing it because that would have been adding that we were really excited to even do like when the Diddy when the concept of doing the Diddy episode came up, we were like, "Yo, this is gonna be fun!" Right and. You know, to be fair, I haven't listened to the recording since I, I never have listened to the recording. I just listened to it when we were doing it live and was a, a participant in the conversation. And yeah, it just didn't feel good to uh, put it out. And I don't know if it will. I mean, again, having not listened to or transcribed it, I don't think there's any moment in the recording where we're like, 
Sean Combs is an upstanding individual. And we know that like we're really only talking about his music and we're really only talking about the art. And that kind of brings to mind the whole conversation of separating the art from the artist. But with it being so fresh and obviously so triggering and painful for people right now, I wouldn't want to. It's not like I it's not like I don't think we were doing a ringing endorsement of Sean Combs, the person we don't know him. All maybe, we were doing maybe, was talking about the album. Maybe we should do it as a Patreon exclusive. Yeah. And you can do your opening monologue <laughs> with the with your lush pianos. Yeah, yeah. You can do your opening monologue like the views expressed in this episode do not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, this is Sean Catcher with here. Just you know, we're uh we're doing this episode. Uh this was recorded prior to the horrible allegations that have been levied against it. Like you can just do your whole deal. And uh, you know, like the views in this are, you know, the whole deal. And um the thing is the views in it do reflect no, our they opinions. Do. <laughs> they, they do. Just, they do. They, it just they it has nothing to do with what happened. But yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that because I'm uh um I'm logging in right now. I put it I, I presented it to the Patreon saying like, hey, this is what happened. Um I kind of feel weird about putting this episode out, but what do you what, what do you all think? Should I should I drop it or should I should I you know can it? And we had a bunch of people vote, and I think that the vote actually came out to be people were like, you should drop that shit. But I just uh. the problem that I'm having with dropping it is not the dropping it itself; it's the promoting it. Like yeah. I just can't see us posting the normal clips <laughs> you know what i'm saying like, yeah that, that's yeah. the part that's why i said patreon exclusive like it might just have to be something that like hardcore people just listen to but i don't know so much about like diddy clips you know like eh. all right so i said i gave him the option trash the episode publish the episode or write in your write write in your own option in the comments 28% of the voters said trash the episode. 64% said publish it. So they still want it. Look, sometimes I'm going to weigh in on the Patreon and still not listen to what you guys say because I just, I had to make the overriding, uh, you know, judgment call there. But uh, yeah, maybe maybe a Patreon exclusive will be a good yeah. idea. It's, it's interesting. What and do you maybe, what do you make of that? Are, are you were you surprised? Are you shocked? Like or of the or, whole Diddy or, stuff? Yeah, the whole Diddy stuff. No, the Patreon results. Oh, if you want to get into it, <laughs> no, 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 um, no, no. I'm, no, I did mean the Diddy stuff. Like, yeah, are we, are we um, talking about this? Oh. Ooh, you know what? We get a little, we get a little out of pocket. We get a little exclusive and a little too hot for podcasts at this point in the conversation. So, if you want to hear the rest of this episode. Head on over to the Patreon. See you there. Stony Island Audio.